Hey, we're live. Hello. All right. It's Thursday. It's Bad Batch Thursday. It's Thursday. Ooh. It's Meet the Bad Batch. It's Meet the Bad Batch. Okay. This is a good one. We're going to get ready to talk Ooh, about this episode. This is riveting television. Yes. Episode number 12. The, the Outpost. Outpost. Now, thank you very much for joining us. First of all, I'm Erwin. This is Keith. Wow. We are Father Son Galaxy. If you're new, you're watching us for the very first time, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. Uh, you know, we just love to have you uh, contribute, uh, send in your questions or comments. We are live. Yes, we're alive. So anything can happen. Uh, so let's let's mm -hmm. let's, let's get seen, started. Yeah, should have seen last night. <laughs> you should have seen last night. It was interesting. All right. So uh, speaking of last night, you know, so we did the review of episode two of The Mandalorian, right? There are a couple of things I forgot to cover, so I want to just get. So we're that. gonna run into our bad batch time, so you can cover. Well, we got plenty. Out. No, 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 we got plenty. Hey, everyone, we're gonna run into our bad batch time, so we can recap some things my dad forgot last episode. Well, okay, well, thank you very much for that. Yeah. So, all right. Now, uh, what I wanted to do, well, two things. I wanted to say something about the director of the episode. Her name is Rachel Morrison. Rachel Morrison is actually a cinematographer. I think this is the first time that she's done a directing job, but I wanted to talk about. Her. Rachel, because uh, she is uh, very popular, and she made history a few years ago, and I'll tell you how. Tell us how. Uh, she has uh, done the, uh, she's a cinematographer for two of Ryan Coogler's movies in the past. One was called Fruitdale Station, and the other one called Black Panther, right? Which, um, you know, she was nominated for an Academy Award. Um, for actually, she was not nominated for, for, for Black Panther, but there was a movie that she a photograph called Mudbound, where she was actually um nominated the first female nominated for best cinematography. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. And she also knows the executive producer Rick Famayua because she also was a cinematographer for his film called Dope. So, I just thought that's I, dope, yeah. That, <laughs> That's those. So I, I just wanted to mention that because, you know, she did a fantastic job on episode two. Um, you know, we're still talking about it today. We're not, not going to go much into it. The Minds of Men. The Minds of Men. Now, and the other thing we wanted to do is if you wanted to get some information and just learn, you know, we were talking about uh, Bo-Katan's history. If you wanted to see some past episodes to, to learn more about Bo-Katan, and what we talked about. So if you, we'll, we'll put all these episodes in, in the bottom of the, uh, in the description page. Mm -hmm. um, it's Clone Wars season five, episode 15 called Shades of Reason and 16 called The Lawless, which that is the story of how Death Watch and Maul take over Mandalore, right? Yes. In season seven, this is the last season of the Clone Wars, uh, episodes nine, 10 and 11. Um, those are three episodes where they're trying, they meaning the Jedi and Bo-Katan are trying to remove Maul from power because he still is in charge of Mandalore. All right, so uh, watch those episodes. And then on Rebels, season three, two episodes. Episode 15, Trials of the Darksaber. Uh, that is where Kanan is actually training Sabine to use the Darksaber that she mm -hmm. found on uh, Dathomir. And then episode 16, The Legacy of Mandalore, where Sabine actually gives the Darksaber to Bo-Katan. Yes. So that does. So she cool can rule Mandalore. She can rule Mandalore, right? And the episodes for season seven, uh, episodes nine is called "Old Friends Not Forgotten," ten is "Phantom Apprentice," and number eleven is "Shattered." All right, wonderful. Okay, let's get into episode twelve. Okay. All right. I'm already winded, and we haven't even <laughs> we gotten haven't to started. the start of the episode. Yeah. 
Um, where do we start? Um, first of all, this episode is directed by Jennifer Corbett, right? She yes. is, yes, you actually, when you were at uh, the pleasure of meeting her, yeah, we had a photo that you you had a photo taken with uh, yeah. uh, three of the wish the, you were there, dad. Not well, it's fine, it's fine, you know. So, you know, Jennifer Corbett is the writer of this episode, well done episode. Um, one of the things I, you know, as a writer, um, um, when you're writing a character that is evil, right? You want to make sure that people really know that this character is evil, and this character can be, you know, um, very diabolical and, and and disrespectful to other people. And when she wrote this episode, um, the, the villain of this episode actually is Lieutenant Nolan, right? Yes. Who is the uh, commanding officer? And he ran his mouth right um he was popping off at the mouth the entire from the episode. very beginning so and then crosshair had to pop off on him <laughs> okay <laughs> right yes uh yes literally um so pop out she you know so you know when you're writing you know when when she wrote this episode you know she needed to make sure she nailed it that this person was not to be trusted, very disrespectful, and mm -hmm. just looking at some of the things that he said. And how, how much disdain yes. he had for the clones. He hates the clones, this this character, Lieutenant Nolan. And is voiced by Crispin Freeman, um, who is a voice actor. He's actually done um, voice acting for anime. You know, he would be the English dub version of the the, the anime episode. So he's been, been around for a little bit. Um, so again, Lieutenant Nolan is, uh, uh, Crosshair's commanding officer, and the the things that he he's very sarcastic when they're talking about clones. One of the things he mm -hmm. said was, uh, "Fantastic, more clones. I don't like use equipment." You know, that's that's how he talks about clones. Or and he's like, "You're failing to be dead this later." Right. Listen here, clone. You speak to me with respect. Yeah, exactly. Right. So you know, off the bat, we knew that this guy was going to be trouble. And he'd be lucky enough to to even make it out of this episode. So we'll we'll, we'll get there. Uh, so basically, the the episode is uh, Crosshair is watching the clones. You know, we know that at this point the clones have you know they're they're being replaced. You know, yeah, without a doubt, clones are being phased out. They're, they're just they're just telling they're just telling these clones goodbye. We don't need your service anymore. And they're wondering, well, what do we do now? I mean, we're a soldier now. Now what? Oh well, you know, take it up with the Empire. You know, well, you know, thank you for your service. But uh, Crosshair is still working for uh, for the Empire, and oh, Nolan takes him and tells him about this outpost um, on another planet. Uh, it's called uh, Barton Four to find some stolen cargo. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. So they fly out there to Barton Four, and Barton Four, uh, the planet is very unstable. It's, it's snowy. It's, it's, it's blizzard like -like. Too. Yeah, blizzard like conditions. It's very... Except it's somehow worse. Right. Yeah. Um, so he does meet up with another clone. Actually, there were three of them at the time. Um, there was more than three. There was a squad of them, but you know. But um, point, sadly, most of them were wounded, yeah. and um, some of them were six feet under. Right, right, and you know they passed away. Um, so there was three clones. One of them was called Mayday, right? Yes, he was the lead clone. Yes, he, he was, was their leader. Right, and he stuck with Crosshair for most of the episode. Right. And, you know, he understands that, you know, he's been asking for help for what he said, you know, quite a few number of rotations, never got the help until now. And of course, Nolan is, you know, well, you know, the Empire. Of course, on. it had to be him. 
It's like, you want help? Here, we'll send the most unhelpful person we can. Right. He does nothing to help them at all. So it's really. He just kind of sits there eating fruit like he's. I forgot this man's name already. Nolan? Um, yeah. Oh, you mean the, uh, the, the the guy with the burgers and the fries? And, yeah, yeah, the guy who was eating like yeah. 18 Whoppers at once. Right, yeah. Talk about Whopper, 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 Whopper. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, I, I, well, I have to look up his name because I don't remember it either. Um, so was they it, go out. I, I think something like that. Mon, Yeah. So then they go off into this outpost and they're out there looking to, to find out what happened to this uh, equipment or these these uh, crates. Uh, and, you know, they they were ambushed by these, these raiders. Okay, very good, Keith. Uh, they, were, <laughs> they were ambushed by these raiders. There are these raiders out there that are taking this, uh, these crates and stealing what's inside. The clones have no idea what's inside the crates, and then they find out that what's in, what is inside the crates are military equipment, yep. right? Not like for the clones. For the empire. For, well, it's for, for the stormtroopers, storm exactly right. Not even for them, because Nolan kind of wants to get rid of them. Right. It's for the stormtroopers who are going to replace them. Right. Right. That's got to be cold when you're retrieving gear that's not even for you. Before the next generation of you, so they can kick you out faster. Very good point. Like that. That is cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a very good point. Um, and then you know that actually ties back to the the episode from last week. Remember the uh, the Zillow Beast? You know about we were talking about the skin that they use for the Zillow Beast. Totally armored. Right. It's so I'm thinking that they probably use the skin to actually create some of this gear. Right. I mean, it's it's top of the line. Um, and it protects the, the, the soldier underneath. And unfortunately, the clones never had that kind of equipment when they were battling in the Clone Wars. And, you know, and then they were Would have been know, nice to left have. out in the cold. I mean, literally. And now there's no need for them. And, you know, they're being replaced. All right. So okay. let's stop here. Let's, let's go to Q&A. Alex? Alex, it's an amazing episode. Hello, by the way. Hello. Jennifer Corbett did a great job. I remember reading that she served in the military before, too. That's it, actually true. Yeah, I've heard the same thing. She did really? serve in the Yeah, she served in the military, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah. This she, episode felt pretty realistic at times. Well, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I think that she's using some life experience in, the, in this episode. So it was, it was uh, very nice. So we have SCI Girl. Sci Girl. Sci Girl. Okay. All right. I was spelling it out. Huh? The yeah. reveal. How are you? The reveal of what was in the crates was heartbreaking. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just to, to know that this equipment was never provided to the clones. It's never meant for them. It was never meant for them. Um, so they did get a chance. Uh, yep. Alice, Nolan. Yep. Nolan's definition, definition of armchair, armchair general. general. Exactly right. And Aiden, is this the best episode ever? You, you have a theory. Yes, I I do. I I do think this is the best Bad Batch episode so far. I so do I. I like I, out of the first and second seasons, this is the best because it's great television. Well, I can only go as far as uh, season two for now, right? Uh, there were really some great episodes of season one. Well, Camino Camino lost. Right, but it, it this season finale. It's a funny thing you bring that up, Aiden. So you know, the last time we saw Crosshair was in uh, episode three, right? And now we see him again in episode 12. And it just so happens that episode 12 and episode three are two of the best episodes of the season, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. And it does 
Yes, and it does in, it involve crosshair. Um, so, it, I mean, of course it does. Right. And then, you know, we were talking about the picture with Jennifer Corbett. I don't know if you can see it on screen with there. There they are. So that was backstage last year. Oh, uh, it's not up yet. Yeah, that's fine. All right, it's up. Yeah, there you go. So then, right. Yeah. So we got Brad Rowe. Wow, look Matt how Mishovich. small we are. And there you go. Jennifer Corbett is, is over to the right. And there's Keith with thumbs up. So I that lost was that shirt. And elementary school in the fourth grade during summer camp. Oh, interesting. Never okay. found it again. Oh, that's too bad. And I lost like half of those pins. That's all right. Or rather, they fell off. Okay. I still have most of them, though. Mm -hmm. I love those pins. Yeah, those I are. cherish those. Well, yeah, there were pins given out by other podcasters, right? Yeah, so once I had one, just the floodgates open. Yeah, that's exactly what they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I. I yes. So we have Matt Mitchovich. And we have Brad Rao and Jennifer Corbett. All yeah. right. Thank you very much. So, all right. So getting back to the episode, um, I want to talk about Crosshair uh, a, a little bit more. So I was saying that, you know, Crosshair in uh, episodes three and 12 are two of the best episodes of the season, in my opinion. Um, Funny that they both start Crosshair. Yeah. Right. And I'm wondering, you know, Crosshair is a very, very deep, complex character and it's not it's 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 not unintentional I, I think it's on purpose that this character can actually carry uh an, an episode, episode right you know I, i'm not I mean, saying i'm not taking anything three, away Crosshair from the, and cody yeah we're sharing their time right i'm not taking anything away from the rest of the the, the batch but something but Crosshair about Crosshair, really can keep a screen yes exactly exactly um, and, and it keeps my attention. I, I'll say this right now. I, Hunter is still my favorite uh, Bad Batch character, but I think Crosshair is coming in as a close second. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, you know, just enjoy. But Crosshair was so dastardly in the first season. I yeah. didn't like him. Right. No, I, I, yeah, you're right. And then once we hit season two, we got to see the more human side of Crosshair. The like side that. where he's still evil, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. we get to see why. Yeah. Hell. Right. I, I like that. I like that point. Um, yes, he was. He is evil. Um, he was. Well, and we thought that most of the time it had to do with the chip. And of course, we found and that it had nothing to like, do with the chip. I had my chip removed a long time ago. Exactly. And it's like, holy moly. Right. So, you know, the decisions he made holy are, Skittles, are man. It's his, his own free will. Uh, so finishing up. All right. So they found the crates with the, the, the equipment. Um, and then, you know, an avalanche happens yes. and they're running for their lives. And so now it's Crosshair and Mayday. They're running for their lives. Unfortunately, you know, you can't outrun an avalanche. You know, like, I know, I don't know. Um, you can't outrun an avalanche. Yeah. And then you ever been caught in an avalanche? Man? I plan not to be caught in any type of avalanche. Um, but they were, unfortunately, and uh, they were buried in the snow. But Crosshair was able to get himself out. Mayday could not. Um, Crosshair so, helped him, right? So Crosshair helped him, and then just but he's injured. By the way, he's he's badly. Mayday is badly injured, and by the way, Mayday needs Mayday assistance right now. Yes, he does. Mayday, Mayday. Yeah, there must be a reason why they gave him that name, right? Yeah. Um, and by the way, Mayday actually, um, you know, if you remember, saved Crosshair's life, right? Because remember, yes. Crosshair was walking on a, a booby trap, and you know, Mayday. And then was, Mayday had to disarm. Right, exactly. So here's Crosshairs just returning the favor because this clone saved his life, and it's just the two of them out there. And Crosshair 
is, you know, all right, come on, let's go. Let's gonna go. We're, we're gonna we're gonna make it out of here. And they're walking and walking and walking. And actually, when the you know, it's the next day, and they're, you know, they walk throughout the night, and then the next day they're still walking through this cold, they're shivering, and the wind is blowing, and then you can see these um empire ships overhead just passing them by like they're not even there you know yeah but they knew they were at the base by then yeah it, it, exactly um and then you know it, they had to wait until they they got to uh got to the base and unfortunately mayday didn't make it yeah mayday didn't get that mayday assistance no so i want to talk about a couple of things i want to talk about um and crosshair well, let's just say Nolan is ancient history now, thanks to Crosshair. Right. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna. I wanted to build up to that. So now, um, too bad. No, that's okay. The Vulture. All right. Let's talk about this Vulture. So we, you know, what we know about vultures, right? There's this lone vulture that just circle around ice the, vultures. An ice vulture, right? Just circle around the area wherever Crosshair was. Right. You know, you heard the screeching from the vulture, and um, so I was wondering, all right is there some kind of similarity between the vulture and crosshair, right? Um, Mayday had a great line and he said about the, the, um, the, the vulture is that um, it's, uh, you know, the, let me see where my notes are, um, vicious creatures, right? But you have to admire them because they know they have, they, they, they find, find a way, way to survive. survive. About that, right? Okay, so I was thinking, okay, well, I could see that with Crosshair. I could Crosshair, you know, is also a survivor, and he wants to uh, figure out how to survive. And then the other thing about this bird is this bird is just free to go wherever it wants. Um, and I think that's what Crosshair is striving for. He wants to be, he wants to have his freedom, um, but he also needs to earn that freedom, right? And what to earn that freedom sometimes is you have to fight for it, right? And then this you know, vulture, of course, is you know it's it's, it's a meat eater, um, so it's going to do whatever it can to survive and you know and attack, um, if if need be. All right. So when Crosshair brings Mayday over to the base and Crosshair is asking Nolan for help. He says, "Medic, we need a medic." Okay, and if you, you know, again about writing um, uh, dialogue for um, a, a villain, it must be a lot of fun because listen to the lines that you know Nolan, you know, you know, out of poor taste, is saying to him. You know, Crosshair is asking you know for Nolan to help Mayday, and he says, uh, "You know, you failed your mission." Helping a clone is a waste of the Empire's resources. Uh, he served his purpose. He is expendable, as are you. And then the last words that Nolan said, right, get back to work while you're still useful. That, yeah, how about you take your own advice, buddy? And that set, Oh, wait, you're not useful anymore. Right, and, <laughs> and that set Crosshair off. And then the last, right before he even uh, drew the blaster, that vulture circled again, right? And I'm sure Crosshair thought about what Mayday said about the vulture, about surviving, right? Vicious creature, Crosshair, right? But you have to admire them because they find a way, a way to, to survive. survive. And that's exactly what Crosshair was thinking at the time, right before he picked up that blaster and, and took out Commander Nolan.
right. lieutenant. Yeah, <laughs> Lieutenant Nolan, right. He wasn't even a commander. That's another thing too. So Commander Mayday, you know, outranks Lieutenant, but Nola wasn't having any of that. You know, he's he works for the Empire, so he's above everybody else. So, but he got what was coming to him. So he's and that's what happened. He's kind of a pain. Well, I mean, or, correction. Was kind of a pain. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Do we have comments? Okay. So crosshair is going to be a stormtrooper. Hmm. I never thought of that. Aiden. Plausible. He could be a stormtrooper. Well, okay, so let's find out because we but know now. Given well, Crosshair's reckoning right now, well, right. I don't think he might. I don't think the Empire's going to let him because he just committed a war crime. Exactly right. I, I couldn't see that on the resume of a stormtrooper that you took out of the member exactly, of the, the it'd be like dedicated soldier, yeah. many missions, killed the commanding officer. <laughs> right, yeah. you know, I don't know if that's going to look good on the resume. Missions. Yeah. Imagine your imagine your job, imagine your hire being like okay, you have a lot of qualifications. Shot a commanding officer. Yeah. Now, come on, man. Yeah, that's not going to go too far. Um, that's not going to go over well when you get hired for a job or rather don't get hired. Alright, next one. Crosshair. Crosshair has become arguably the most complex of the characters and with an arc that's highly nuanced. His story has a depth that is simply wonderful to watch. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, we were saying that, you know, something about this character that writers love to write about, because like I said, he was only in two episodes out of the 12 episodes that we've seen. And those two episodes are the best, in my opinion. Um, so there's something. Yeah. So this this character is just very. He, yes, he is very complex. Um, he's a loner, but yet you're, you know, he, he has bad tendencies. You don't know if you can trust him, but you, you still root for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, remember that you when, can do that. Remember in season one yeah. when they took out the, when they took out all those troop that those uh, droids to get out together in Camino. Yes. And then they escape together, and Crosshair's like, I'm gonna wait for my Imperial Uber right. instead of going there. We're like, Crosshair, get in the ship. Right. But they didn't yell at him, but you know, they were encouraging him to get on the ship, and he didn't. Well, he made his own decision. All right, some nerd. Yes. It was Hello. definitely gratifying to see Crosshair so in pain, and then he just yeah. kills the lieutenant. And this is the most vulnerable we've ever seen Crosshair, you know, when he brought you know, Mayday, and he, he's dragging him, and he's saying that he needs a medic. And you can see the look on Crosshair's face, like, you know, are you going to help him? We need to do something, you know? Yeah, and he's like, we can't just sit by. Right, exactly. This man's I, dying. He's a yeah. great soldier. Yeah. And Nolan's like, get back to work. Get back to work, you know? He's expendable, you know? So what? Um, very, very, very emotional, right? Even for Crosshair, even seeing him that emotional, um, um yes, I see. Yeah, right. Very emotional. Um death trooper crosshair. Yeah. But uh you, you fell for him. And then one other thing I want to mention about this episode is the music. Does crosshair have a theme? Because there's this theme that kept recurring throughout the episode, right? When you first heard it, it was played on a piano, right? You know, a couple of keys, then then I think I heard maybe a, a French horn or the same variation of French the theme. Horn. Yes, the same variation of a theme, mm -hmm. right? And then maybe a synthesizer towards the end. 
So I'm wondering, I mean, this the music is hauntingly, it's beautiful. It is to me, it, it Frankenstein? No, it's it's it it stood out to me. This this the music in this episode, the score stood out to me more than any other episode so far this season. Um, so I'm wondering if, if that theme actually belongs to Crosshair. And I wish I could speak with uh, Kevin Kiner and, 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 and the family and to find out exactly what, you know, what's behind that theme. You know, it was, it was wonderful. It was haunting. It was, it was, it was incredible. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I, I love the music. The music in this episode was wonderful. Uh, the writing, once again, the acting by Dee Bradley Baker. You just get the the you 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 get the uh, impression that Dee Bradley. You know, of course, he does so many episodes, but there's something about him doing the crosshair voice um, means something. Ooh, the crosshair voice gives chills. To it, it does, right? Exactly. And um, and I recall that. Oh, thank Lisa. Thank you. Sorry, I'm oh, late. Sorry. Not a problem. Yeah. It's so right. we're we're just we're talking about crosshair. So there. When we were doing our, um, you know, we were uh, doing our, uh, you know, waiting for a season two to start and we were doing a round table, we had a discussion with Dee Bradley Baker. And there was a question that you asked about Crosshair, right? And what I want to do is if you've not heard this interview, uh, I want to play for you now. If you heard it, yes. you know, if you like heard to play it, it for you. it's really good because it really tells us exactly what we were hoping to see or we were looking forward to seeing about Crosshair. We wanted to know well, what was going to happen to this character, what was his fate. And here's a question that Keith asked uh, actor D. Bradley Baker. All right, next we're going to Keith and Kerwin with Father-Son Galaxy. Hello, D. how are you? Hello, doing great. Hey, it's did I great see you guys so yeah, I saw you at Celebration, right? Yeah, we did the oh. interview. Yes, hello again. Hello again. Good to see you. Oh, can you do the record voice? <laughs> yeah, That's not a question. Record voice. Yeah. <laughs> Next question. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But our real question is about Crosshair. So uh, we know that he's working for the Empire and that they phase out the clothes at some point. So is he aware of the Empire's plan to get rid of the clothes and replace them with Stormtroopers? Or does he think that he's too valuable for the Empire to replace him and that he's basically not going to be affected by their plan? That's a very interesting question. Because Crosshair has thrown in with the Empire, hasn't he? And yet now he has to see how the consequences of his choices play out in the larger scope of things. <laughs> so in terms of how that's going to play out i mean that's that is the that's that's the interesting story that's been that's been put into play isn't it is um is that he's he's left his team he's joined a larger team and the question is and and that is very dealt with very directly in the second season is how does that play out it's a very interesting question. <laughs> Thank you. We'll be sure to watch. Absolutely. Thank I'll you so much. For you as well. All right. Yeah. So that was D. Bradley Baker. I it was just. It, it was a fun uh, interview. Um, you know, he of course he couldn't tell us too much about what was going to happen to Crosshair, but now that we see that, you know, it looks like he's uh, he's got he's he's reached a turning point. 
crosshair. And then this might be him coming back and actually maybe um, fighting to survive and maybe trying to save his his brothers, the Bad Batch, you know, right. along with Omega. All right, Alex. I like how the themes of this season, especially on dehumanization and blindly following orders versus standing against injustice and valuing life has been tied in with Crosshair's arc. Yes, exactly right. Yeah. That's a deep question. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Um, so then we're going to uh, finish up, you know, talking about the episode. So now, uh, you know, Crosshair has, you know, <laughs> taken out Lieutenant Nolan and then he wakes up and he's on Tantus, right? At the science facility. And they're experimenting on him. They're experimenting. Well, yes, right. So, uh, and then he wakes up and he wants to know where he where he is. Um, and then he uh, meets a scientist. Her name is Emery. Uh, she works with Dr. Hemlock, who we saw in last week's episode. Yes, yes he's, you know, very, very scary guy. Um, Creepy. And, then, and we don't see him in this episode, but she says, okay, well, you know, I'm going to uh, take care of you. And then the doctor's going to come in to see you, which is interesting, right? Because you think the doctor would already be there to take care of you. I mean, um, the do you think the doctor yeah. would want to get the first hand towards Right, you. exactly. It's not like, oh, we'll take care of you first. And then the doctor comes in. See, usually if you're in a hospital, there will be a nurse who comes in first. Yes. Just to just to like make sure everything's well, and then the doctor comes in to do his analysis and maybe poke you with a couple of needles. Yes, right. And and so, in the Empire, there should be a lot more needles. Yes, exactly, that. exactly. So that's what she, uh, she does. So she gives him a needle. I guess it puts him to sleep, and then that's how. And then night the night. last thing she says night is, night you know, Bunny Rabbit. She says, "Cooperate, and you might survive." Okay. You don't want to be in a hospital and then have somebody tell you if you cooperate, you might survive. So, so I'm like, so there's a chance. Yes, there's a chance. You're telling could me happen. me surviving yeah. or not is left up to an RNG. Yes. So random we, number generator. We don't know what's okay. Very good. Yeah, we don't know what's gonna happen. Um, so now who boy, so this is this is big. Uh right. what's gonna happen across here? We don't know. I think this we is don't the know. episode there. And then, you know, I huh? I think that's it for the episode. Well, yes, that is it for the episode. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. Um, so now next week, so we'll be back, of course, you know, for Mandalorian season three on Mandalorian season three. Episode three. Episode three on Wednesday. All right. And S2 then, E2 was kind of funny. Too. Yeah. Yeah. S3 E3, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah S3 E3. S1 yeah. S1. Yeah. I mean, S1, E1, mm -hmm. S2, E2, S3, E3. That's right. So, so we'll be back on Wednesday. S4, E4. We'll be back on Wednesday. And then Thursday, we'll be back for episode 13. All right. And that's called Pabu. Pabu. No Pabu. Right. So we don't know what Pabu is, but we'll find out. Um, but we're getting close. So that then. Person. Right, and then you got 14, and then the last two episodes is actually a double episode, right? So we're going to be wrapping up the Bad Batch by the end of March. Yeah. That'll be it. And then we'll have, you know, we'll finish up with uh, The Mandalorian. So, but we're in a good place. All right. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, did you have anything else that you wanted to discuss? No. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's wrap up. All right. Let's wrap up. All right. Okay. Uh, so thank you everyone for for tuning in. Uh, this, uh, like I said, this is a very, very good episode. It's a great uh, episode. One of yes. the best. 
Um, so thank you. Please tell uh, people where they can find us, Keith. Well, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts if you'd like to listen. Socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Fathers of Galaxy. Our website is fathersofgalaxy.com. Our merch store is fathersofgalaxy.myspreadshop.com. And check out our speaker page as well. All right. Thank you. All right. So until next time, take care, and we and will we'll see, see you, you again. again. And we'll see you again.